when, when you do that, you get so much more ca- better case acceptance because they can say, well, if that patient can have it and look what they looked like, then I know I can. So you've got to be able to help that patient emotionally connect to, you know, having that smile that, that they wish they had or, or can now believe that they can have by showing them the before and afters. Welcome to the Truth About Dentistry podcast. I am Dr. Peggy Bound, a successful solo dental practice owner in St. John, New Brunswick. After years of figuring out how I wanted to practice, I now run a fully digital clinic providing my own brand of dentistry on my own terms. It wasn't easy and I'm still learning, but I know I have so much knowledge to share. This podcast is created to help inspire young dentists or anyone looking to transition to a more digital practice. I aim to give you actionable step-by-step strategies to help you navigate the modern dentistry landscape. If you're looking to become more digital, improve your skills, or even have a more profitable practice, then this podcast is for you. Now let's get started. All right, welcome back. This is part four of my four-part series where I'm talking about combination dentistry. And now if this is the first time you've kind of joined in and you haven't listened to the previous episodes, I really invite you to do that because of course, this will make some sense, but it will be a lot more meaningful to you, I believe, if you go back and listen to all three parts. So have a listen to that and let's get started. Today, I'm gonna be talking about what we do in those final stages. So. The last episode, I actually talked about performing uh, because we talk about combination dentistry being, you know, a combination of Invisalign, orthodontics and bonding, veneers, things like that. And so we talked about doing the veneer work. I had talked a lot or I'd done an episode on direct bonding in a previous episode, so I didn't go so much into that uh, for this particular case. I probably went a lot more detail than I needed to, and so I hope if you have any questions about what I was talking about or you'd like me to expand more on last week's episode, then I will gladly do that. Yeah, so I talked a lot about the porcelain, how I would prep the teeth, some of the things, some of the steps, some of the materials that I use, and then, you know, got all the way pretty much to the delivery. Uh, So today in part four of this series, I'd like to talk about, you know, that final appointment, a few appointments where we deliver it, what we do. Of course, we have to think about retention. You know, these patients have been in orthodontics, so the teeth are still, you know, we've given some time. I'll talk about how much time I give between prepping and the last Invisalign case or last Invisalign aligners and then you know how I kind of follow that after and so yeah that's what I'm going to be doing today. I did promise as well a little bit about how I would be marketing the case and some of the things we do the fun things we started doing in the last few months with these cases so that we can properly show people and it's really making a difference by the way um, on our you know Instagram and our website show people what's possible. And then when they come in for that consult, the next person comes in, you know, we can say, you know, this person is a case just like you. So you really want to build up that. And it's really important to think about your case, not just, you know, the case itself, but how you're going to use it in the future to help show other people, you know, what you've done and, and, and how well you've done it and, and type of the results, because people want to know that it's not the first case. And they want to know that you can produce the results for them like they saw 
in the original in the original consult. So yeah, so let's get started. All right. So the first thing I would have done, and I didn't mention this in the last episode, is if there had to be any whitening or lightening up of the base shade of the enamel, or maybe it's the opposing arch, while our patients are in what we call passive aligners or you know, semi-retention phase, uh, the first part of the retention phase, which is the phase in which we've just completed the last, you know, aligners that were active. And now we don't want to just like prep them tomorrow. Those teeth are still, you know, they've been being moved and depending on the complexity of the movements and things like that, I definitely wouldn't just go and prep them because I don't want any movement. I want a period of stability so that when I'm prepping them, there's, you know, at least some slowdown in the cellular activity. I will usually give at least about six to eight weeks for that. I mean, of course, some people need, you know, retention uh, full-time longer, but I'll get them into about, you know, full-time retention for about six to eight weeks. If there was a special event, like if it was something, some special thing, Of course, I can figure out a way to get this done faster. But if we have like the ideal conditions, then we may not proceed. We may just give it a little bit of time. That also buys me, you know, like four to six weeks buys me time to, you know, reassess, reevaluate. Like I said, put the original design over the newly positioned teeth in the arch, make sure everything's right, make sure our lab works all ready. It's also a time in which the patient can then lighten and whiten the teeth. And that is very helpful because if we're trying to, if we have very dark teeth to begin with, lightening them is harder or giving the patient that nice white, uh, those nicer whiter veneers is harder if we're starting with a very dark shade. So sometimes I'll lighten up in that I have lots of, you know, a few weeks, obviously, plenty of time to for them to lighten the base shade of the enamel. And I'll also do that, get them, you know, they can whiten their lower teeth. Now there may be on the lower arch or the opposing arch, some bonding or things like that needs to be done there. We can also look into that, but I usually don't do too much before, I suppose the earliest I've probably done it would be four to six weeks. So again, use your own judgment. Your case is going to be, everybody's case is different, but we want to make sure that we satisfy the patient. We don't want to lose momentum, but we want to also do it in a way that's safe enough that the teeth don't move while we're waiting for the veneers or, or the porcelain to come back from the lab. Now, That being said, my temporaries, and I think I mentioned this, did mention this in the last episode, my temporaries are all one unit. So they go in and it basically locks the teeth together. So there's not a lot of movement uh, possible. And my assistant, because of the design that we have pre-made, she actually makes an Essex. So once attempts go in, the patients not only have this, you know, one unit of temporaries, which does have a lot of stability to it, they also have an Essex, which can, you know, it's not as nice as an as an Invisalign Vivera retainer or an Invisalign retainer, but it's an in-house retainer that she makes over the model of the ideal. And then they have that to wear, especially at nighttime, of course. So, you know, they've there is a lot of protection. There's not much likelihood they're gonna things are gonna move, but we've now prep the teeth, we get the case back. And that day, so when we do deliver the case, we, of course, check everything. I mentioned I I loot, you know, multiple units at once. But what do we do then for retention? So our retainers, I usually 
because now it's been enough time, it's probably been well over two, three months. By the time they get their final units, then my turnaround time, I'm not sure what yours is if you're doing Invisalign retainers or Vivera, but our turnaround time is max four days. So we're getting, if we order, and this is the beauty of having the digital at our fingertips is when I order retainers through the Itero, then they're delivered at my door within four days. So if the patient is going without, now maybe they're that Essex that the assistant made them, or let's say there's going to be a delay because there's going to be a long weekend, or I really don't want it to go more than three or four days, of course, because there can be some movement, but I will, usually I'll take that chance and it's, it's not really, I've not had any issue to be honest. So this is a case where, you know, play it by ear. You can, if your assistant can make another in-house Essex, again, you don't want it. You want to minimize how much lab work you're putting your team through if it's going to be back very quickly and you have an iTero, then by all means. So that's what we do. Now, that day of the delivery. So the day of the delivery is not usually like the patients when they're done, I'm done. The tissues don't look great. You know, like there can be some, been some bleeding under there, depending on what type of temps or what type of units we were doing. There are hygiene. There's so many things, right? So my final photos, and this is where I get into my marketing, like I don't really want to, and I want to, like, trust me, I want to take photos that day. I will probably take some intraoral photos just for record keeping sake. I mean, it's always good. You never know. You may never see that patient again. It's really important to take final records, final, final records on your patients. But the actual marketing the photos I'm going to use in marketing are not going to be done on the day that I deliver either it could be direct bonding, you know, direct flowable, DSD direct, or veneers. I'm going to do those photos and tell the patient about it, get them psyched up, like tell them about it. And I'll explain how I do that in a second. But that's really important that you give the patient a few weeks of the tissues to heal. Now, if you listen to some of the experts in the field, they'll actually tell you that the tissues aren't probably going to be at their most perfect self. If you've done some laser, you've done anything like that for about six months. So there will be changes in the tissues. And sometimes I'll say to patients like, look, I know the tissues don't look great right now. Or I'll say, don't worry, like in the first few weeks, it's going to be a dramatic change, but really those final changes and the real improvement in the tissues. Like I, when my patients come back, they've had veneers and they come back and I see them for like their six month check or their one year I'm just like blown away. I'm like, wow, this is even more beautiful than I remember because the frame of the gum, the, you know, the frame of the beautiful work, it, which is the gum tissue has really had a chance to mature and heal and adapt around those units. So it's really hard to say to the patient, oh, now we're going to sit you up and take your final photos. Like I wouldn't do that. Right. So I'm going to get them excited. I'm like, listen, you're going to come back for your retainers, but also if we can that day, like we would, maybe it's only going to be a few days away, of course, because of retainers, we want you to know that we're going to be taking some really cool pictures of you and your new smile. And these are going to be worthy of you to be able to use on your own social media in any way you want. So, you know, if wearing makeup or doing up your hair or wearing some special clothes is important to you for those photos, then we'll give you a reminder when we confirm that appointment to come in and you know it's going to be really fun and we'll get you your retainers we will take the pictures and 
if it's okay, you know, if you still really love everything, then Dr. Brown, my assistant usually asks for me. I don't usually ask. Dr. Brown would love to show your smile to other patients so that, you know, they can show them what, you know, what they can have too. And again, most patients will let me post their before and afters. I post it in a very, I think a very respectable way. Like if there's a lot of messy problems that we did address, that's great. My pat on the back, I guess, for fixing all that, but that's not really what I like to see on social media. And I listen, I love looking at teeth and I love seeing what doctors all around the world can do. But when I see a feed that's littered with retracted views and up close shots, and maybe especially the worst would be like blurry shots, non high definition photos, and it's, there's no lips there. There's no facial shots. These are the things that I don't know. I mean, I'm a dentist and I love looking at teeth and smiles, but that turns me off. So a lot of people, I know dentists are like, wow, isn't that amazing? But patients don't really get it. If you, you know, did improve the midline or if you improved the shade, like they can't really tell, they can't tell how it impacted the patient's facial features or, or maybe it, like the patient just looks so much brighter and happier, you know, try to, and sometimes I know it's understandably difficult to get a patient to agree to show their whole face and willing to like reveal to the world that that was the old them. But when I put the old them, the old, you know, the, the, the pre previous or before smile on my social media, I show them how I'm going to do it. So basically it's just say it's a macro shot, but it's with the lips and everything. And there's not all this retracted views. So the world doesn't need to know that they were missing, you know, an upper premolar before we did the work. The world just needs to see how it's impacted them and what it looks like on their face and and now how much more confident they look because it really shows up. And that's what I think is so important. And when I do do the post for that, I will tailor their story or I'll you in what we call the copy of the of the post. If you're not posting a lot on, on social media, I may not be familiar with that. But you know, I want to make sure that when we write about that patient. You know, what is the story? What is, what ha- what happened? How, what was their journey? What led them to this point? And now how is it impacting them? So I've gotten, like, I've received quotes from patients. I've posted that. That's a great way to, you know, get some, you can of course post your, your reviews, but I like to put the before and after just a close up of the mouth uh, in one picture with the lips and everything there. And then their full face as an after picture. Sometimes I'll do their full face before and after. It may not be my first shot though. So if you look back through my Instagram, take a look at DR DR Peggy Bound and you'll see like kind of what I'm talking about. And that really goes a long way because again, patients being respected, you're showing that, you know, you've made an impact in the patient's life and and look at their face, like everything looks so much better. And we do it with a DSLR camera. One of the things we're going to be teaching what we teach in both of our courses, our live course coming up in Halifax uh, this week, which I'm so excited for. And then also our uh, digital course is we do teach, you know, how to use the DSLR camera and get those shots because they're really not hard. And a lot of times it seems overwhelming and the team is like, oh, I don't really know how to take that. And they always try to resort to that one team member in the office doing everything. But really you have to have multiple team members on your team to be able to just jump in. Uh, The patient may be in a hurry. They can't wait for that other team member. Make sure that your whole team's educated. So that's something that we're going to be teaching down in Halifax uh, this week, like I said. And then also I'm going to be teaching it or I do teach it in my digital course. So check that out. Send me a message if you're interested and I will definitely get that to you. 
but you know what I'm saying here, I guess, is just that it's so important uh, to take your cases that you've worked so hard. I mean, this, be- this is just so much work, and and then show others that you can do it. Another great little tip is to have those before and afters also in an iPad. So yes, I know we can store all our before and afters on our computers that we you know use and we type into our Dentrix and all these other software that we have on our rear view screen or overhead screens. But what I really like is I like having my before and afters in folders with different under different headings or different topics. Let's say it's direct flowable or DST direct. We'll have a folder of before and afters in there in that folder. And I mean, the iPad's so beautiful. They can hold it. It feels like a frame. You know, it just, there's some sort of connection to just sort of like holding it and like looking at it in their own hands versus looking up over a screen or looking behind and cranking their neck behind them. So I think that's really important if you can, you know, just invest in a, in a regular iPad and put some of your cases there, make sure that the quality of the images are good. They're done with the DSLR and they're done in a respectable way that again, you do need consent. Like, of course we need patient consent uh, to being posting these things and telling these patient stories. But when I've done that in a consult, and again, we're going to, one of our next, another episode's may go a little deeper into consults, but you know, when, when, when you do that, you get so much more better case acceptance because they can say, well, if that patient can have it and look what they looked like, then I know I can. So you've got to be able to help that patient emotionally connect to, you know, having that smile that, that they wish they had or, or can now believe that they can have by showing them the before and afters. These are the moments in our clinic, or these are the moments, I guess, for me in my mind, when they're really the most exciting and it should be, it, it improves morale in the team and everybody should get to see it. So sometimes I'll say, you know, oh, like, you know, ask my receptionist or I'll, I'll get my hygienist. They're coming, going down the hall or I'll say, listen, like, come see, you know, Claire's mouth. Like, I want you to see like what you know what we did and and just having everybody support them it makes them feel like they're part of something bigger and so that's pretty much it so that's how we do combination dentistry it's so funny like today was my first day back to work for a little while you can tell from my voice I did uh, come down with COVID yes I did so my voice is still not quite back in order but but it was quite a quite an experience I wasn't sick for too long but you know, you can feel the aftermath. And so once in a while, my, I do cough a little bit still, and it's been, it's been over a week now. But the point here is that I really came back to the office today and my full, my whole day was with aesthetics and consults and combination dentistry. I didn't see one patient for regular care under like, you know, fillings or anything like that, because the way I'm starting to market, the way I'm designing my clinic and my just kind of standing out there as who who I am, what I do. I've got my associate who's doing a lot of the basic dentistry, but it was just such a cool day because I'm like, wow, like, I really felt like a cosmetic dentist or a dentist who does a lot of combination dentistry today because it isn't every day that this of course happens, but it's been happening more and more. But today, just where I've been out, 
I was like, wow, this is such a cool feeling because these are the types of things now after 20 years of practice, I get to do and be really excited about and feel confident about. And so we probably closed about like four Invisalign cases today just because we're, we're so, the team is so such a, you know, well-oiled machine. And that's what I was saying in episode one, where we kind of have, we have the consult down, we have the, then we have the, you know, the steps where we, we really think about the case and, and plan and prepare using the digital and and just going through all of that so many times I feel so amazed at how comfortable I feel doing this all the time so if you have any questions I would love to hear from you if you enjoyed this episode it's always great if someone or if you see it like definitely hit the follow button download any episodes so you can listen to them at any time and then share them in your stories share this podcast with any of your friends and colleagues and again I'd be so grateful so thank you again and uh, hmm, I'm gonna see what we're gonna do next week but I am very excited to be able to get get this done because I did promise four episodes and it's like oh my gosh like what am I thinking <laughs> four episodes but really there's a lot to combination dentistry so I'm I'm really happy and I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know if you have any questions. Email me Peggy at Smiles by Bam and I'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to to listen to this podcast. And again, hopefully I inspired you in some way. If you feel this was helpful or you have any colleagues that you think would really maybe enjoy some, some of the content like this, we're going to be here every week. And I would so appreciate it if you would subscribe to my channel and also share this little discovery of this new podcast with your friends and colleagues. If you do want to reach me, you can certainly find me through my social media channels, Dr. Peggy Bound or Peggy Bound Dentistry, and or you can reach me on my email, peggy at smilesbybound.com.